Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 23. Really wanted to make sure I could get you this episode today. We got Duke versus UNC tonight at 6. I'm currently recording this at 1.45 on Saturday. About four, uh, a little over four hours before tip-off time. Want to get my prediction and preview of that game as well as the Super Bowl. Tomorrow, Chiefs versus Bucks, Mahomes versus Brady. We've got two very good games Saturday and Sunday evening, but let's just hop straight into it. I don't want to waste any time. First 10 minutes will be Duke-UNC. Last 10 minutes will be Chiefs-Bucks. So if there's a certain section you want to go to, check it out around uh, the 10-minute mark if you want to go to Super Bowl, or you can listen to it all the way through, whichever works for you. Anyways, let's get started. UNC versus Duke. Game one. Last year, Duke... Swept UNC uh, 2-0. and Obviously, UNC had the massive collapse at the Dean Dome as Trey Jones had a game-tying shot to send it to overtime and then Wendell Moore with a putback to win the game for Duke. Not a good result for UNC, but we are back with a vengeance this year. And we're going to Cameron in Durham to take down Duke. Now, obviously, as a Tar Heel fan, I believe we're going to win this game. I've got 71-64 for UNC, but I'm going to tell you why. With either, you know, analysis, stats, this isn't going to be, I think UNC will win because I'm a UNC fan. I'm going to give you some good reasons. Here's some keys to a W for today. And if this happens, I think we've got this in the bag. Number one, I do believe we are a better team than Duke. We've got better big men down low. I know we have more bodies to get rebounds. This is not a big Duke team. Not at all. I believe they have like one actual center, Matthew Hurt and Jalen Johnson. I don't think they can compete with Dayron Sharp, Armando Baycott, Garrison Brooks. We can get those guys in foul trouble. They don't really have a lot of depth at the big position. And if we keep getting offensive rebounds, second chance points, getting to the free throw, free throw line and hitting our free throws, we've got a good shot tonight. So that's a huge key. Have to win the rebounding battle. The second key, we need to have the better guard play. They got you know, Roach, Stewart, Goldwire, Love, Davis, Kerwin Walton, Anthony Harris off the bench. These guys have to play better than their guards. They just have to. We have to win the guard battle. We can't turn the ball over, what was it, like 17, 18 times like we did against Clemson, which was an awful game, by the way. I wanted to talk about it, but obviously stuff got busy in the middle of the week. Just to go off on the Clemson game, we played awful. 50 points in 40 minutes is atrocious. So we have to come out of the gates much stronger than we did against Clemson. And with that, we have to have better guard play. We need to limit the turnovers, and we need to have better shot selections. Now transitioning to the Duke side, just to inform you guys on Duke's team a little bit this year, I say that I believe that we have more talent and that we're a better team than you see. Here's why. First off, in my eyes, they have two really good players. Matthew Hurt. He's a classic stretch four. He's averaging 19 a game, shooting 42% from the three-point line. We can't leave him open. He's going to be a huge threat for Duke. And then next, Jalen Johnson, freshman, top 10 in recruiting from this year. He's averaging 12 a game on 54% shooting. He's lengthy. He's like 6'9". You know, very versatile, small forward. He's going to have to be someone that we shut down. I expect us to put Leaky on him to really limit his ability to, you know, get to the rim and, and score in the paint. And aside from that, 
The reason I brought up the guard play is because I don't really believe in their guard play. No, uh, Jeremy Roach, he's averaging nine a game. He's okay. DJ Stewart, he's averaging 13 and a half a game. He's pretty good. He's, he's definitely their best guard, in my opinion. Jordan, Gold, Jordan Goldwire can't play offense to save his life. Very good defender. He's averaging over two steals a game. Good defender. He's kind of like their leaky, but so limited offensively. So limited. Not worried about him at all. It's like four on five when he's on the floor offensively. That's what I believe. So I'm not scared of their guards. I'm scared of Matthew Hurd a bit because he can really shoot from the outside. And Jalen Johnson is a very, very versatile forward. Those are the two guys. That's it. Now it comes to our side. I believe we have the guys to stop them. Number one, like I said earlier, we can take them off the floor with fouls. If we get it down low to the bigs without turning the ball over, we can get those guys in trouble because, again, they're a bit limited in the big department. And then number two, we, you know, we need to get out in, in fast break. We need to get out in transition. We need to really win the physical battle against Duke. And when, and it, when it comes to their guards, our guards have to be more physical. They need to take care of the ball better. They need to shoot the ball well. So I have no doubt in my mind that UNC can win this game, but there's just a recipe for it in my eyes. Have to win the have to win the guard play, have to win the rebounding battle. And now that's that's kind of saying, well, that means that the guards and the bigs have to, you know, each play better than their bigs, which obviously, obviously we have to do that. But it's not just about like playing better. I want less turnovers from the guards, win the rebounds for the big men. And I believe that's a recipe to beat this Duke team because I am not scared. They don't have a Jason Tatum. They don't have a Marvin Bagley. They don't have a Zion Williamson. This is not a scary Duke team. I am not scared of them. I'm, I was way more scared of Florida State without Scotty Barnes. I'm going to be way more scared of Virginia, even though they don't really have a big offensive score. Virginia Tech, I'm more scared of them. This is a Duke team that we can beat twice this year, as up and down as we've been. And going back to that Clemson game, it might have been a blessing that we got blown out and lost the way we did. Because that's a wake-up call. When six out of our last seven, we're feeling good. We come out flat against Clemson. What we scored two points within the first six or seven minutes. Within the 12-minute mark and two-minute mark of the second half, we scored five points within 10 minutes. So that means around close to a half of basketball, we scored seven points. That is unacceptable. And I know Roy Williams is going to get on the, uh, the UNC team for that. And because of that, I think we're going to come out of the gates strong. I'm so confident in that. This team better be ready to go. And I know Roy Williams is going to have them prepared because this is their biggest game so far of the season. This is a huge game. Now, I'm going to give my X factor for the game. And then I'll probably wrap up this section because, you know, we'll just have to see what happens tonight. Now, X factors, you could go, you know, you could go with someone like Caleb Love because he's very inconsistent. He's had some really good games, have, has had some bad games. You, know, you could go with a guy like Garrison Brooks, who, you know, we expect a lot of him, senior leader. I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. I'm going to go a little bit unconventional. You might, you might think, not think that it is that way, but I feel like it is. My X Factor for the game tonight is R.J. Davis for a few reasons. One, points off the bench. If he's coming off the bench, he can provide a spark. 
him and Anthony Harris, I really like what they've been doing off the bench. His shot selection has been a lot better. I harped on that in my last episode. If he can get his shot to fall and he can get out in transition with a couple good defensive uh, plays and steals, he can really, you know, I think he could go for over 12 points. And that's really good off the bench for us, especially from the guard position. And two, what if Caleb Love struggles? You know, I have confidence in Caleb. I know he's going to rise up in the big moments. I, I do believe he's going to play well tonight. But what if he struggles? Then we need RJ to carry the reins at the point guard position. If RJ also struggles, this team is going to be in trouble. Both of our point guards can't play, uh, can't play poorly. And I think it's essential that RJ plays well. I think we can win if Caleb plays bad. I don't know if we can win if RJ plays bad too. Or just if RJ plays bad in general. Again, he's been a great spark plug off the bench. His shot selection has been a lot better. He's been more aggressive. He's been looking to score. He's been looking for his shot. You know, his offensive game has been opened up a bit by Kerwin Walton's presence from the outside. So I think we're really going to rely on R.J. Davis this game. You know, you know, all 5'11", 6 foot of him. We're going to need it. We need guard points. Because I know the bigs will do their thing. Armando Baycott, been so solid. I don't think Duke can handle him. They can't handle Dayron either. Garrison's going to have to be a leader, you know, in the uh, playing the middle role, whether they play zone or man. I don't really know what defense Duke plays. And lastly, this is going to be a close game. We're not going to blow this team out. They're not going to blow us out. Free throws. We have to hit them. Dayron Sharp, you can't go two for seven or two for eight. Maybe he went two for nine like he did last game. You got to hit your free throws. That's why we lost against Clemson partially. Could not hit a free throw. We cannot shoot like, f we can't be five of 14 at a, at a point in the second half. Or we might, I think we were nine of 19 to end the game. We can't miss 10 free throws like that. We have to hit our free throws in the clutch. And that's where I'm counting on guys like RJ Davis and Caleb Love to hit their free throws. If we can do that, we've got this game, you know, ready to win tonight. And that's why I've got 71-64. I think it'll be an average scoring game. Clemson was very low scoring. We've gotten in the 80s a couple times against teams like Syracuse. But I'm ready. Tar Heel Nation, I know you are ready. And hopefully we can, you know, take the W tonight against Duke and reclaim our spot, you know, as the best team in North Carolina. That's all I've got for the UNC Duke game. I'll be back in a couple minutes. And we'll talk about some Super Bowl and my prediction for the game. Am I going with Patrick Mahomes? Am I rolling with Tom Brady for his seventh ring? You'll have to find out. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a moment. Hey, welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Super Bowl Sunday. It's tomorrow. Chiefs and Bucks. I'm just going to hop straight into it. My prediction for the game. I'm rolling with Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I've got them winning 34-27. I just think this offense is too much to handle for the Bucks. Two explosives. They for sure cannot let Tyree Kill go off like he did last game. 200 yards in the first quarter, you cannot allow that. But, I mean, it's so hard for me to bet against Mahomes and this offense because it's just so explosive. So many weapons. And the defense is a bit underrated. Guys like Chris Jones up on the defensive line, Tyron Matthew is an absolute game changer in the secondary and in the box. I believe that the Chiefs have the 
have the tools to win this game defensively, as well as the fact that they're going to put up above 30 on offense. This could be a high-scoring game. So I'm going 34-27. Huge note, though, for the Chiefs. My one concern about Kansas City, left tackle, Eric Fisher, out with an Achilles injury, injured it in the AFC Championship game. He will not play. They've got a backup left tackle guarding Mahomes' blind spot. That worries me a little bit. But we know Mahomes can make plays with his feet. He's got exceptional weapons on the outside. Hopefully they can develop the run game a little bit, but they might not even need to because it's Patrick Mahomes and this passing offense is just so lethal. Now for the Buck side, what do they need to do? And that's where I get to my X factor for the game. I'm going to go with the, just the Bucks' pass coverage is my X factor. One, their secondary. I originally wrote down their secondary. Guys like Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr. These guys cannot allow big plays. They can't allow the explosive one-play touchdown to Tyreek Hill that just opens the lid off of the can. They, you can't allow that again. You have to play softer coverage, in my opinion, at the start of the game. Then you can really press up if you get more comfortable, but you cannot allow it. You have to contain Tyree Kill. In my eyes, he is focus number one. Now, the reason I say pass coverage in general, because these linebackers, Levante David, Devin White, fantastic linebackers. I really like both of them. You got a big guy in your hand and Travis Kelsey to handle. Best tight end in the league by a mile. Such a good pass catcher. I mean, he's... He's catching, what, over 10 passes a game, over 100 yards. I think that's what he did against Buffalo. He's just too good. And that this offense is going to be a lot to handle for this pass defense. So it's going to be up to those guys, Davis, Murphy Bunting, and the linebackers. They have to contain this offense, especially from the jump. They have to. Or else Mahomes could get this offense going, could really open the lid to this game. And maybe they run away with it. I don't think that's going to happen because I think the Bucks will do good defensively at the start. Such a big emphasis for me on the start of the game. But that's my X factor for the entire game. The Bucks pass coverage, mainly their secondary, but I had to include their linebackers because of Travis Kelsey. Now, in terms of their offense, Tampa Bay, you know, Tom Brady, he's got weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. But it's the run game for me with Tampa that needs to get established for this offense to click. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, I know Jones has been hobbled a little bit, but you need to get this run game going early. The early part of the game is so important for Tampa for me. They need to set the tone so they can play how they want to play, not play Kansas City's game. Because if Kansas City gets into a blowout or a really fast-paced game, they're in trouble. Because this, this Chiefs offense can score lightning fast. So I think the, the Bucks need to control the time of possession. Again, that keeps Mahomes off of the field. Brady needs to manage the game well like he always does. You know, you can't throw three picks. Luckily, the Packers weren't good enough to overcome your three, inter, to uh, you know get past you with your three interceptions, Tom Brady. But you can't do that against the Chiefs. Can't give them short fields. They will capitalize. But yeah, I'm really looking for those running backs for the Bucks to, you know, carry the load off in the in the run game to really open up the passing game for Tom Brady. Scotty Miller, keep that name in mind. They're going to look for a deep play or two with him. They really like using Scotty Miller for a nice 40-50 yard pass. They did it 
uh, with like eight seconds left against Green Bay when he burned Kevin King for that touchdown to end the half. So watch out for Scotty Miller. But overall, this is going to be a really good game. I'm so excited for this. You know, Mahomes and Brady. Two years ago, I felt like their battle in the AFC Championship was left undone because of the horrible overtime rules that have to change because they are just awful. I can't stand them. Mahomes didn't even get a shot in overtime. That Chiefs defense was gassed. They were never going to stop Brady. And Mahomes didn't even get a shot. I felt like it was left unfinished, unresolved. But here they are. And this could potentially you know, be their last time facing off. Didn't face off too, too often. But I'm just so excited to see two greats go at it. The current GOAT, maybe the future GOAT if he, you know, keeps up what he's doing in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just fantastic player. I mean, the talent is insane. He's got it all. But if he wants to be the GOAT, he has to be Brady. It's a really interesting narrative. Can the Chiefs go back-to-back? That's another interesting narrative. Coaching, Bruce Arians versus Andy Reid. How are they going to go off against each other? Steve Spagnuolo. Likes to blitz a lot for the Chiefs. How is he going to handle Tom Brady? Is he going to try to get pressure early? Is he going to wait till later in the game to apply pressure? Is he going to press the, the wide receivers in Evans and Godwin? Just so many things can go into this game. I am so excited for this game. Again, I not again. I did predict this on the podcast. I wanted this to happen. I thought it would happen. It did happen, thankfully. And just a quick side note. When you predict something right, in sports, in a world where you can predict a lot of things wrong, feels pretty good. So, you know, I'm going to take that one, take the win there. You know, you know, wins and losses, they, they come with predictions on, on in the sports world and podcasting and all that. But hopefully I can get this one right. Chiefs got the win for me, 34-27. And once again, I'm just really looking forward to this game. I'm hoping it's good. We've got a great halftime performance too. The weekend's performing. Super Bowl 54. Is it 54? 55, I think. Super Bowl 55. I'm looking forward to it. We've got an excellent weekend of sports. I will definitely, definitely get you a recap episode of both of these games on Monday. It'll either be Monday night or Monday afternoon. Because I want to talk about this UNC Duke game. Hoping we can take home the win. But aside from that, thank you so much for watching. I've really enjoyed getting you this episode. I know I've been looking forward to recording it. Apologies for not being able to get a recap of the Clemson game. I know I talked about it a little bit, but I felt like these two games were too important that uh, I didn't want to waste any time with the Clemson game because we all saw how that went, and, you know, it's the greatest rivalry in sports. So go Tar Heels today. Hoping we can secure that victory, and I will talk to you on Monday.